Um, Nino, I'm excited to have you on, brother. Thank you. I'm uh, here. You, so many people struggle financially. They yeah. struggle financially, they struggle with setting goals. They they struggle with keeping themselves accountable. Um, and you know, on your Instagram, you you talk a lot about setting goals. You talk a lot about what it takes to get to the next level. Um, what, 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 what do you, what do you, what do you got going? Are you, are you, you have, uh, you do conferences? What, what's your thing? Yes. So what I do is uh, e-commerce specifically drop shipping. So I take like wholesale products from like suppliers and sell them on my own website for a retail price. Okay. And how long have you been doing that? Almost a year, almost a year. Now, what does that mean? Because, uh, uh so I want to assume that the listeners don't know anything, right? They don't yeah. know what wholesale means. They don't know what e-commerce means. Can we can we unpack all of that and make it digestible? Yeah, yeah for sure. So wholesalers are people in China, right, who take products that are, like, manufactured. Like, they build it, and they give it to the wholesalers to sell it to, to retailers, which a retailer is. It's a person that gets, like, the product from a really low, like, really low cost because they're buying it in bulk or they're buying it from, like, a cheap supplier in China – and they're able to sell it to like Europe or North America for like three times the price, four x the price, and make a pretty good profit on it. Now, why doesn't the wholesaler just sell it themselves? Why? Why are they? If they know people are making three, four times what they're selling it for, why don't they just do it themselves? Honestly, my assumption is that they don't know how to advertise using like marketing strategies such as like Facebook ads, Google ads, Instagram ads. But their goal is to help the retailers, which in this case is us, the people who are doing the drop shipping, the e-commerce. Right, because y- your skill isn't in creating the project or product or making the product. Your skill is in marketing and selling the product, right? Exactly. Yep, exactly. So it's a, it's a beautiful relationship. Um, what is the biggest mistake a lot of people make financially? Financially, the biggest mistake I see people making is spending before they even have money. Or like, for example, um, one of my friends, uh, she worked at McDonald's and she was saving up for a car, right? And I think about it like this. If you can't buy like three of it, don't buy one of it. You know what I mean? So if you're saving up, to buy like a $10,000 car, like don't buy it because that means you're working for like, I don't know, McDonald's in Canada, they pay us like a thousand a month, right? So you're, you're working 10 months to buy a car. Wouldn't you think investing that into something else, into self-education, into stocks, into whatever has a better return than just buying a car? That is so dope. If you can't buy three of it, don't buy one of it. Yeah, yeah. That's dope, man. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna send that out. Is that yours? Did you read that in a book? I read something like that. I don't know if it's the numbers three or five. Someone said it. I don't know who. Um, what's your Instagram? Are and you I, I on Instagram, but you're are you on Twitter? I'm I'm just on Instagram. Okay, all right. Um, I want to go back to the drop shipping and. Uh, because, and I know for my listeners out here, this is a mental health podcast. And so I know my listeners are like, why are we talking about money? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people go crazy over fin- financial stress 
is one of the number one stresses in America. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people who live in rural areas uh, where the factories have closed down, where Walmart has shut down, where uh, they have little to no access to uh, any job opportunities. But they're stuck where they are because there was a lot of growth. Like you take a place like Detroit or a lot of these small towns where there were a lot of factories. And then because of innovation, because of new technologies, uh, their jobs were no longer required. But they have a house. And because it all happened at once, now there's nobody to sell their house to and they're stuck in this house and they have to figure out how to make ends meet. And e-commerce is one of those things that you can do whether you live in small town Montana or in New York City, right? This is accessible. All you need is internet and a laptop and a little uh, online savvy, right? Exactly. The... um, what in terms of drop shipping, what types of things are you drop shipping? Products that you can't find in stores because those are the products that sell highly online. Okay. Like what? Like what are, what are, what are things that fly off the shelves online? Yeah. So one of my best products, like this is one of my winners. It died off because I like literally took, took over was a match that was like a permanent match. So it's like a lighter. You swipe it and it just stays lit. It was like a steel little rod. You can't find that anywhere. Maybe in like some abandoned gas station you'll find it. But it's it, I couldn't find it at Walmart. I couldn't find it at like any dollar store or whatever. Right? I couldn't find it there. So I'm like, this product has to, has to sell online. And it's sold like crazy. A match that stays lit? Yeah, I call it the permanent match. <laughs> now, what were people using this for? Small, uh, uh, lighting up like cigarettes, anything. And what would be the other thing that now did you expect the sales to be like that? Or was that something that um, you were surprised by? No, I kind of expected it because it's usually whatever you can't find in stores will sell on the Internet very well. I mean, but there's a million things you can't find in stores that sell very that, you know what I'm saying, that necessarily wouldn't sell on the Internet. What made you look at that and be like, that's going to be a top seller? So there's different product research methods I use, and one of them is just going on to AliExpress and finding products that has high orders, right? So then I found this product, I searched for it online, and I couldn't find it like on like it was like two stores that were selling it. So I'm like, why don't I hop on this? Because it looks like an early trend, and it just boomed. How old are you, Nino? I'm 16, turning 17 in September next month. Okay, so now you you building up this empire. 16 years old, you're going to turn 17 soon. Uh, There's a lot of 16-year-olds who, and I see a bunch of trophies on your shelf in the background. (laughs) Yeah. When, what was your first hustle? Like, were you that five-year-old that had, like, uh, the lemonade stand? Take us back to that first uh, hint of entrepreneurial drive. Pokemon. Back in like second grade, <laughs> second selling. Grade, yo, yeah. what was you sell? Was you selling book covers, erasers? What you? What were you? What was? The, what was the hustle? It was Pokemon cards, and I was. I actually got in trouble for it because um, uh, parents were complaining to teachers that like 
their kids were more focused on coming to school for the Pokemon rather than actually learning in class. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> so were you were you were you selling to like second, third, fourth? Like like were you did you have the whole school on lock? You no. Have- just my grade, because how our school was, like, it was divided into two parts, all the older kids and all the younger kids. And it was, like, up until second grade, it would be, like, the the like the JKSK, grade one, grade two on one side. So I was, we were, like, I was, like, the oldest in that, in that section. So then I just started selling the kids at my age, yeah. Maybe, like, some third graders, but, yeah, not really old guys. How much money do you think you, you, you made as a second grader off Pokemon cards? I was selling them for cheap. I think I was making like 20 bucks a week, which is funny for me at the time. <laughs> big money, son. Yeah, and yeah. Where, where do you live? Uh, Toronto. Whoa. So 20 bucks a month in a second grade when most kids are getting that a week as their allowance. Um, all right, now, so let's – what was your next hustle after that? So I didn't really do much that, that after that until end of 10th grade. This okay. is when like the, the like this one I started like saying I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to make loads of money. So I started off with high ticket affiliate marketing. Um because I found this as a way to start getting gaining money to start a dropshipping business, right? So first I was refing for like um, they're paying like 20 bucks, 30 bucks every two games a game, right? Depends on what league I'm refing. And I had saved enough money to invest into um, e-commerce, right? So I, like a mentor. I needed a mentor because I had no idea what I was doing with Facebook ads. So I paid a mentor. I ended up getting scammed, right? Because there's a lot of these fake guys selling their mentorships and they have no idea what they're talking about. I paid him. I got blocked like instantly. Um, and there was no way of getting that money back. Um, I couldn't do a chargeback because it was through e-transfer and you can't take those back in Canada. So I literally had to restart to get the money for drop shipping. So I found a great way to do that was through affiliate marketing, right? So I made a thousand bucks in a week with affiliate marketing. But the problem with this business model is that it wasn't automated, right? And that's what I was looking for. I was looking to like to find time to do stuff I enjoy and to make money at the same time. And drop shipping is a great way to do that. So once I had that thousand dollars, I bought like a little cheap uh, program. I got a mentor. Um, he only charged me like three hundred dollars. Taught me what to do. Spent like twenty bucks on ads, and I found a good product that I was selling. And then using those methods, I applied them to that lighter, and that's how I took off. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. unpack a few things. Yeah. At to be, at, you said this was in a tenth grade, right? End of 10th grade, 15 years old, yeah. End of 10th grade, 15 years old. What made you say, I need a mentor? Why not just Why not just Google it? Why not just YouTube it? Why not just uh, buy some online program? You said, I need a person to yeah. guide me through this. Take me through that thought process. So every YouTube video I watched ended off with, click the link in my whatever description to buy my course. So I was like, these guys aren't giving away their secrets if they're just telling me to buy their course. So I'm like, instead of buying a course and learning from a video, I want someone to actually guide me. And mentorship's a great way to do that. Wow. And and so how did you... Okay, so the first mentor scammed you, right? Yeah, he did, he did, yeah. How did you select the next mentor? Like, what did you learn from that selection process of the first mentor that you were like, all right, here's a better way for me to weed out the scammers 
from the real the real deal. That's a good point. Uh, this is actually useful for all the listeners too. Don't buy something from someone who hits you up first. This guy slid in my DMs first, offering it. He didn't know like who I was, whatever. I think it was even an automated bot that just DMs people, right? That's something I've learned. The way I found the real mentor was I actually went searching for someone who had the results that I wanted to achieve. Find somebody who has the results that you want to achieve. So somebody, yeah. so he already had an e-commerce setup. He already had online uh, business. He was automated. He had some yeah, courses yeah. going on. Love it. Um, and then you know the the thing with mentors also to me though is uh, you have to hope that you have to convince them to mentor you. Like they have to they have to be convinced that you're worth their time and that yeah. you're actually coachable. What was your pitch? Did you, what, what did you did you call him first? Did you email him? And what did you say? I DM'd him, and the reason why I actually got I got to him was because I already had my website done. I already had products on the store. My social media was ready. All I wanted to learn from him was how to sell. And at the end, all it comes down to is product research and Facebook ads. And those are the, like the quickest things to learn. It doesn't take as long as like website development. That takes a few a few days to like set up your store and stuff. I just needed like the little things. Like I was just missing little pieces and I'll pay you to help me find those pieces. That's basically it. And he took that. Can you give me uh, three of those uh, pointers in terms of, you said product research and Facebook ads, right? Yeah, I so, needed to learn. So when you're, when you're doing product research, are, are there certain, do you have a, a blueprint or criteria that you're looking at? Yeah, so now I, I usually like products that are, like three x what I get them. Like I can I can sell them for three x what I get them for. Sure. Um, I like very detailed products that have a high perceived value, right? So that it doesn't look like cheap stuff that the gas station would sell, right? And something I can create a video out of showing how to use it. Those oh, are and so that's what you make for the Facebook ads. Exactly. Yeah. So you found that Facebook ads work better better with video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does most of the time. Yeah. And so, uh, so video is one. Can you give me two other tips in terms of Facebook ads? In terms of what makes people first of all want to click on it, and then two that makes them want to buy what they've clicked on. Uh huh. So definitely a catchy video because the funnel basically works like this. You have a catchy video. A neat description explain like very detailed use like amazing um, on sale fire sale whatever it is limited time right they click on the uh, shop now button this is the second stage of the funnel where they see the landing page right you want to make sure the product images are like HD you don't want low quality images you want to make sure you have like a, a sick title something that they can remember um, pretty like I, I like long descriptions not too long but maybe they have to scroll to read it all. You know what I mean? Um, and at the end, you want to have like a safety badge, like um, mo- uh, money guarantee, get your money back guarantee, have a few of like those secured checkout badges, right? Then the next part of the funnel is when they click add to cart. I change it to buy it now because I want them to check out fast. So when they click that button, it sends them right to the checkout page where once again, they just enter their details and they buy. <sighs> I have a, a million more questions, but the now why would you want them to read a lot? I would think that the more they read, like as most people don't like to read. Yeah. So why would you want a longer description versus like 
two, three quick sentences or, you know, a, a few quick buzzwords. That, 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 that's a good point. What I do is I always bold and highlight those buzzwords, right? Like um, gotcha. limited time, amazing, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. the product name Money is. Money guarantee, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Those are the things I bold. Okay. All right. That makes sense to me. Um, but all right, so give me one other product besides the the match that lights for a long time uh, that is do, that does very well for you. Um, there was this. It's like a, you plug it into the that cigarette lighter thing, and like old cars have them, and right. you're able to attach your phone. It's like a Bluetooth adapter, basically. Uh, right. You're able to play music from your phone by connecting it to like an old car that doesn't have Bluetooth or like wireless connection for music. So what I did is I targeted people in the, like the, their 40s to 60 age range because those guys are the ones usually with the old cars. You're right. Um, and that, that took off too because they wanted to listen to music without having to put in a DVD or a cassette tape. And it was just, yeah, that worked too. That's, that's pretty genius right there. Are there... I would assume – now, do you read a lot of books or are you you just a doer? You just you just get an idea and you, you figure it out. The, the entrepreneur books I read are mostly the ones by Russell Brunson about ClickFunnels and how to, repro- how to improve your ClickFunnels because I also run ClickFunnel ads for my personal brand, like yeah. for my mentorship, right? So <clears throat> that's pretty much only entrepreneurial book I read. Okay. And, and so are your parents – entrepreneurial also no no they're not it, it comes from my grandfather he, he was grandfather. A, yeah he was a rich rich businessman back in iraq and what happened was like the leader was a dictator and when they got into war he took the all the money from the rich businessmen so like basically everything my grandfather worked for was taken away from him and he was like forced to leave iraq to save his family because or else they'd have to go to war like all of his kids so they flee to canada and now, like, they came as, like, refugees or whatever, very low money. He, he was worth over $10 million American dollars, and now it's, like, uh, back to bo- – well, not now, but, like, when he landed in Canada, it was, like, back to, like, bottom, right? Because everything he worked for was gone. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we, we were, like, middle class. But then not, not none of his kids really had that entrepreneurial blood, not even, like, my father. I don't know how it got passed down to me, but, I mean, I'm proud it did. <laughs> Uh, make sure your hands don't hit the desk because the the sound recording. Oh, okay, okay. It creates that. Thank you. The um, so <laughs> so wait, how did your dad make money? Or your grandfather? How did he? What was his? How did he make his millions? Wine business. He owned the wine business. Oh, in Iraq. Yeah. So you know what's interesting is now. Have you been to Iraq before? No, no. Okay, because uh, I've been to Pakistan. And what's interesting is like when we think of places like Iraq or Pakistan, we just think desert and dry land. But there's actually a lot of um, uh, wineries and uh, and, and uh, uh, grassy areas uh, yeah. for people. Uh, for people, my brain is uh, a gr- uh, great what vineyards. That's the word I'm trying to think of. There's actually a lot of vineyards in these places, and a lot of because people forget that there are a lot of lakes. In mountainous uh, regions uh, in these areas, so there there's, is a lot of vegetation and is great for wine. Did he grow it in Iraq, or did he uh, was he growing it somewhere else? Do you, do you I think know? He, I think he did it in all in Iraq. Wow! 
So is there a part of you that wants to rebuild uh, a wine business or, you know, do you, uh, is that on the, you know, like, <laughs> or no? Not really, no, but I just want to make back all the money that he lost. You know wow. what I mean? Right, right. And so what did your, what did your parents do uh, when they, for work? Like what's, what's their occupations? Yeah. So my father um, does, he works at a window construction company. So they make windows and they, they sell it out, right? His job is to package them and ship them out. And my mom, she, she sometimes what happens is my uncle owns a Tim Hortons franchise. And sometimes she just helps out like a few times a week if he needs like an employee because someone's going on vacation or whatever. She doesn't really do work as much as she used to just because I got my business. So I kind of helped my mom retire. Um, she, she used to work at a nursing home. Wow. So at 16, about to turn 17, you're, you're helping your mom retire. Yeah. And, but, it, but it does sound like entrepreneurship is in the family because your uncle is at Tim Hortons, but then your father is in shipping. So it's interesting how you're taking these different aspects of your grandfather, your father, your yeah. uncle, you know, and, and I, I guess you could say your mom in some ways in terms of just, you know, because she worked, worked very hard, works very hard. Yeah. Um, and then putting it all together and making it make making creating your own brand. Exactly. Yep. Now, outside of the drop shipping, so you, wait, you said you have uh, seminars, right? Uh, right. No, mentorship or would you? A mentorship. Yeah, I, I coach people how to actually start their e-commerce business from like zero to six figures or whatever their goal is. Okay. So, without getting into the business side, is there a mental component to this? That, yeah, that you're helping people work through. Can you talk to us about that? Because, um, you know, a lot of, most of my listeners aren't going to get into e-commerce, but I, I think there is a psychology and a mentality that you, you have to activate and, and unearth to do what you're doing. Can you talk to us about that? There always has to be a purpose behind it other than money. Cause if money, like motivation dies out, Right. Honestly, it does. So when the days you're feeling unmotivated, if you feel like you're going to give up, then, you, you know, you're not doing it for the right reasons. Like if there's a purpose behind it, for example, like I want to help my mom. I want to I want to retire my dad, whatever their goal is. I want to buy a mansion for my family, whatever it is. Right. There has to be a purpose to keep you going, because if the only thing you want is like, I don't know, like a Lamborghini and there's like um obstacle that comes along the way. You're not going to want it, but if you like need it, you know what I mean? Some people need it and that's how they succeed. Now, so purpose seems to me to be like a very vague term. Like you have to have your purpose. Like, so what does that, what does that mean? So like, what would be your, what's your purpose then? To help my family, like with whatever their goals are, I just want them to accomplish what their goals are. And a great way to do that is by having money. Right. So like, say, for example, my mom wants to start like a dentist business. You need a bit of capital to do that. And here I am running these businesses to help her gain that capital to do that. You know what I mean? Abs. So what your your goals are tied into the bigger picture. You're thinking of people besides yourself that this exactly. benefit. And, and that's the kind of thing that gets you up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard to succeed if it's for selfish reasons. It's very hard to succeed if it's for selfish reasons, right? I love yep. that. Um, 
how do you help people find their purpose? Like, are you, are there, is there, are there questions that you're asking them? Are you, are you just like, what's your purpose? No, I say, why do you want to start with e-com? Like before anyone joins any of my programs, I'm like, why do you want to start? Because if their reason's weak, then I don't let them join. Cause that means that they're going to end up giving up. They're going to go and say that what I'm teaching them doesn't work. Cause it doesn't, it's not as quick as they wanted it to be. You know what I mean? They don't see the results as fast as they wanted. And that's not something I want for myself. If you, if someone's going around saying, oh, he's fake, he, his stuff doesn't work. It's how my stuff doesn't work is that you didn't implement what I taught you, right? So do you, all right, so this is going to be a, a strange, uh, not strange, but 16, you're asking people who want to work with you about their purpose before, before you even work with them. Because I do that also as a personal trainer. I have people who want to train with me and I, I want to know why and what their expectations are. Because a lot of people want overnight results or they want it quick, fast, and in a hurry. And I don't work with those people. I want people yeah. who are who want to live to 100. They really want to thrive. They're, they're looking to, for the health benefits. They want to feel good every day and not just you know lose five pounds. Um, do you apply that same thing in relationships? I mean, I know it's weird to ask about relationships at 16. I imagine you're just dating. But uh, I would just, do you have a girlfriend right now? Yeah, I do. And and did you, you know, was did you have kind of a business approach to it? Like, you know, what's your purpose for wanting to date me kind of thing or what? <laughs> Not really, because it, it started back in grade nine before I even got into all this entrepreneur stuff. Got you. Got you. And she just stuck with me all along. So it's not like she's with me for the money because she was with me when I had no money. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, and that's a beautiful thing to find is like somebody who's with you before the money because you know, girls after you, you don't know why they're hanging around. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so on the mental side, you you're asking about their purpose. What else are you clicking through psychologically to 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 prepare them or make sure that they're ready? One of the biggest things, um, stress and anxiety when obstacles come along the way. Honestly, like, um, for example, when Facebook, sometimes they disable ad accounts for absolutely no reason, right? And they don't tell you why. You, that's, that's like a big hassle because, say, if you're making, like, three grand a day and all of a sudden Facebook comes out of nowhere, uh, we've disabled your ad account, right? Um, that's obviously going to cause you a lot of stress just because you went from three grand to making zero for absolutely no reason. And, like, some people suffer, like... Honestly, I had a lot of stress when stuff like that happened. Even with payment providers, sometimes they put like a 30% reserve. When my profit on some products are 30%, that means I'm not making any money, right? They give you that money, but it takes like 120 days till they give it to you just for like chargeback prevention or whatever it is. That stuff, you got to be ready for that mentally because if you're, if you're weak mentally, then you're going to have like anxiety attacks. Because imagine, imagine thinking in your head, I lost out on three grand I could have made today. Like, for like three days, five days, you're going to suffer from a bunch of stuff. I had my, um, I had a, a not a levy, uh, I had my wages garnished before uh, through taxes. Uh, you're in Toronto, so it doesn't, it doesn't really apply up there. But, uh, but the IRS basically came for a lot of my money and they were just taking it out of my account and I had uh, no warning. So, uh, definitely a lot of anxiety, a yeah. lot of stress. It's when bad, yeah. you know you go to your checking account expecting there to be thousands, 
And then there's not even hundreds there. There's just, you know. Um, so how do you help people deal with the stress and the and the anxiety? Like what what do you what do you uh, what skills are you uh, giving them? For every problem, there's a solution, right? Sometimes it takes long to find one. For example, with a payment provider, the solution is finding a different one, but finding a different one may take some time. But you should be happy that at least there is a solution, right? Look at it that way. Look at it from a positive aspect rather than the negative. You know what I mean? Same thing with the Facebook ad account. You can always make a new account. You can always make a new profile, new business manager. There's always a way around any any obstacle you, you that comes your way you can overcome. So there's no need to stress and panic. I mean, yeah, I stress, but like not for like days and days, maybe like for like an hour. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta like do all this stuff again. I gotta transfer my my um my my video ad to the new ad account. I gotta do all this. But at the end of the day, I'm still alive. I'm still healthy. So there's no need to no need to worry. So so that, yeah, you're you're valuing the fact that you're still here. So that means you get to fight another day. Yeah, you can do it. You're healthy. Like there's if you're healthy, I, I, I firmly believe there's nothing you can't do. Exactly. As long as you're healthy and, and physically, mentally, uh, all those different things. Like you, you have a fighting chance at the very least when you yeah. have your health. Um, yeah. what else are you doing, Nino, to uh, stay healthy? I look you I see a bunch of trophies on your shelf in the background. What yeah, are those yeah. trophies? Did, did you are you selling those on Etsy or are those your trophies? Now, I used to play soccer and basketball, so those are just like participation trophies. <laughs> Some I won a cup a few times, yeah. Nice soccer and basketball. Um, and then you, so you don't play anymore. You don't play for this. I, I play. I play um, basketball for like just for fun, but I, I go to the gym a lot. I take that seriously. Like I got like um, a meal prep and all that stuff. I take a few supplements like mass gainer, creatine. Fish oils, vitamins, all that basic stuff you need. Um, and yeah, I go to the gym five times a week. I go hard. Uh, what and did you always go to the gym? Were you always active, or is that something that's new? Nah. So what happened was in grade. Th- this is important. People need to know this. So in grade ten, at the end of grade ten, um, no, beginning of grade eleven, when I actually started drop shipping after I did the affiliate marketing stuff, I was still losing money at the time. No, when was this? No, this was before the affiliate marketing when I had no idea what I was doing. I put $1,000 into ads, right? And for a bikini business I was studying, I was trying to grow. And I had no idea what I was doing. I lost like $1,000 in a week and that was like mostly all I had in my bank. And I started to have panic attacks in class because of like just stressing over the money. I wasn't, I wasn't drinking any water because I was just, you know, grinding. Grinding isn't always a key. You know what I mean? You got to have some sort of balance. If you're just on your laptop all day and night, you're gonna have some problems, right? So I wasn't eating properly. I had like one meal a day for like two or three weeks. Not enough water because my mind was just in, I wanna get rich right now, right? So in class, I'd randomly like just knock out and it was just terrible. So I was like, I need to go to the gym again because I stopped going to the gym to pursue drop shipping. And I'm like, that was the stupidest thing to do. You gotta, you gotta find a way to improve your time management to do everything that you need to do to stay healthy and get wealthy. Man, here's what's crazy. I've been running around all day today. Uh, I, I did a, a podcast before this, and yeah. then I was training clients earlier. And I was just like, man, I'm not going to work out today. But now you inspired me <laughs> to work out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I got to go to the gym, man. You're absolutely right. Because uh, those days where I don't go to the gym, I also recognize 
I don't sleep as well that night. I don't, I don't, I have to get into my body. I got, I got some energy to burn off and uh, we definitely have more energy than we think we do. Got to get that nine year old out there on the playground. Um, what, one of the things I love that you keep saying, and this is so valuable is that you keep saying I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Because I think that stops a lot of people. It stops me for sure, because I, I want anything to be perfect before I launch. I want everything to be perfect before I get started. I want everything to be perfect before I begin. And most people who are getting things done usually have no idea what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Right. What, how what makes you move forward anyway? If he can do it, why can't I? So you've seen it done before. And you, yeah. you're just like, surely I just got to figure it out. Just keep exactly, trying. Yeah. Yeah. Learn from your mistakes, right? But you have to make those mistakes to learn them. Right? Yeah, and the way you make those mistakes is by just taking action. You got to take action. Wow. So I, I love that. Um, and then the other thing is that, that you know, because uh, – we're, we're the, the listeners can't tell, but you know, we're, we're video Skyping this and yeah. sure enough, like you're, you're guzzling at water, you're staying hydrated. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think a lot of people, you know, and, and I, I keep saying a lot of people, but even, you know, myself also is like, you, like you said, you get so focused on the grind, on the, on the goal, on crossing the finish line, uh, on even if it's even on taking care of your family, that we forget to take care of ourselves. We forget to drink water. We forget to work out. We forget, like you said, meal prep. Can we talk about meal prep for a second? Because you're you're in school right now, right? And you're active, you have a girlfriend, you're running a business, but you're still taking time out to meal prep. Can you, can you tell me what that looks like for you? Is it like something you just do on a Sunday? Is it something you do? Like, how do you do that? It's my mom. <laughs> my mom says, <laughs> not me. <laughs> she makes the food for me. I love it. So, so what? All right. So, wait. What time is it there in Toronto? Uh, six p.m. All right, six p.m. So, what did you have for breakfast? What did you have for lunch? And then what's for dinner? Yes. Yeah, so for breakfast, I had eggs. Three eggs. I like them sunny side up. Right. Um, I put like salt, pepper on them, a little bit of butter so it tastes good, yeah. uh, and two pancakes. And right? two pancakes, right? Got your carbs, almonds your protein, too. and almonds your too. some almonds. Yeah, yeah. I always like to eat almonds and seeds, pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds. Oh man, that's old school right there. Yeah. So yes. wait, you're having all that at breakfast, or like the pumpkin seeds, kind of a snack? No, I I like to. I even I even munch on them while I'm working on my laptop. Got you. Okay. So if I don't and, finish up for breakfast, like the almonds and the pumpkin seeds, I keep them for like after, like when I'm. Got you. Okay. Okay. And then what do you have? What do you have for lunch? So for lunch, I had rice with potatoes and chicken, right? And this is where I have my supplement. This is where I have like my the fish oil pill and the gummies, those multivitamin gummies, right? I also forgot to mention I take the mass gainer after my breakfast. Okay. So like, yeah. So it adds it up, right? So you're trying to get big. You're trying to bulk up. Yeah, bulking. Yeah. So then after um, I go to the gym after dinner, a lot of the time, 
Um, just I don't know why I should start going early in the morning, but I go after dinner for some reason. Um, just because I like playing basketball before the gym. Because if I play basketball after the gym, I'm sore. So my shots are bad, right? So uh, right, right, right. Around like five, four p.m., I go play ball with a few of my friends. Um, yeah. Got like a basketball court just down my street, right? So we go play. Um, I get back. Usually I have a dinner at around like this time, six, six thirty. I have usually it'll be rice or pasta with like steak or fish, something like big, so that I get a lot of energy. So like when I go to the gym, um, then I come back from the gym. I have like a little small meal. Not too big because I already had dinner. And then I have the mass gainer after that, and that's it. Sometimes I have snacks here and there, ice cream, whatever it is. So why, if you're making money to help, you're already making enough to help your mom retire, why are we even still going to school? Why not just drop out right now? Um, I still, I mean, grade 12, it's still not, I'm not going to go to college or university. I'm just going to finish high school, so at least I get, like, that diploma. So just in case... If anything does happen, I can at least go to college, right, if the worst comes to worst. I mean, one thing I've learned is that if you have a plan B, plan A doesn't work most of the time. So it, my mindset was I got to make this work or I'm going to be an employee, right? And that's not something I wanted. I wanted to be like my own boss. So I had to figure out a way to make dropshipping work, which I did, right? So the reason why I didn't drop out of um, high school was – I'm just going to finish the last year, have some fun. I mean, my semester went from physics, chemistry, advanced functions, calculus, and now it's like auto, tech, woodshop. I just changed all the hard stuff to like the easy stuff. Well, but you know what's, what's interesting about that is because uh, I went to a technical high school where we had auto shop, woodshop, and, and mm-hmm. Tasmo. And that stuff is it, challenging in another way because – because you're actually making something physical, like yep. you have to be more precise. Like there's no, you can't be fiddling around. You can't get to it later. You have to get it done in class because you don't have the, you don't have those tools at home. You don't have the machines at home. And mm-hmm. it gives you a strong sense of accomplishment versus, you know, uh, the history class where yeah, you're yeah. studying something for a couple weeks and then you got to take a test. But you, there's there's nothing you you're not learning anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're not going to use it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but it sounds like with the classes you were taking, you said physics and and all the the all those uh, AP classes that you're yeah. pretty smart. Like you 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 probably have a, a tested higher on your IQ. Um, I don't know if you guys do uh, IQ testing up there, but um, we don't. We don't. You don't. Okay. Um, so. So you're taking uh, what sh- what class did you say you were taking? I was taking uh, physics, chemistry, uh, advanced functions, calculus and vectors, all these like next level university classes. Yeah. And now I'm taking the stuff that I can actually use like auto. This, yeah. If my car breaks down, I know what to do. Yes. Right. And I always like cars. Like, that's that, I, that. I'm definitely going to start a mechanic shop one day, some sort of automotive business. Um, I've always liked cars. Wood shop, just like the basic stuff that I can use at home. Like whenever I'm bored, I can build something. Yeah, unfortunately, that kind of work, the the manual labor uh, work, is um, is not respected in I know it's not, yeah. society. But it's so practical, it's so useful. I mean, I think about the amount of money I spend on taking a car to a mechanic um, or something breaks around a house. I mean. Yeah. It, cost so much money you would think 
that these people would be held in esteem because they charge so much an hour. They're making a lot of money per hour. Yeah. You yeah. can fix a thing that takes them two seconds uh, to handle, and yet we still are like, oh, doctor, lawyer. It's like yeah. a plumber, man, an electrician, woodworkers. Those, a lot, yeah. You know, at the, when, when it's the end of times, those are the people we'll be looking towards uh, to, to fixing stuff and getting us back online. Mm-hmm. What other interests do you have outside of uh, basketball? Do you have any other interests? I, I know you're into cars. Oh yeah, um, gaming. I used to I used to play so much, uh, like anything. Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, Fortnite Two. That game. I don't know what they put in that game, but it's addictive. It's addictive, right? Very yeah, successful I, game. I yeah. Uh, my my buddy. Uh, I play like Call of Duty. You'd be on there for hours, man. You'd forget about time. you forget yeah. about eating. All those things. It can't be healthy uh, for our brains. But yeah. you just seem to have the mentality of, like, just wanting to learn things. You just seem to be a learner at yeah. at, at the root. It's like, I'm going to figure this out. Well, and if I can't figure it out. Your, yeah. your mom what? My mom, my mom always said I was a curious kid. Even when I was a baby, I'd go into like the rooms without like know what it goes to and just figure out what the hell this stuff was. For for our listeners out there to wrap up, is there anything that that uh, we haven't talked about that you think is important for for people to know about finances, about uh, uh, setting goals? Uh, do you have any? Because if people come to you for algorithms, do you have any? Um, acronyms or blueprints or anything like that that you 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 have uh, people subscribe to yeah so I, I do have a youtube channel and an instagram page they can follow me on instagram at ninos official it's n-i-n-o-s-s official and my youtube's just my first name last name ninos shamo and um you know what a lot of things, a lot of people, they suffer from the financial problems because they spend more than they make. Like a lot of times they're using credit cards. The big, that's a big problem with credit cards that like people use them more than they can actually like afford to use them. Right. They think it's a loan. You're going to have to pay it back plus interest, plus all these fees that they do if you don't pay it on time. So always take that into consideration when spending your money. Um, Okay, we talk about the credit cards for a second. So, because uh, you talked about, you know, uh, you, you sold the Pokemon cards when you were a kid, yeah. and then there was a gap where you really didn't, you weren't really doing anything, and then you got into the drop shipping uh, later on. Did you use a credit card to to help you get started, or where did that initial investment come from? I was using my debit card. A debit card. I don't know if you got, do you guys have that in America. It's like connected cards. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like connected straight to your bank. So whatever I made from refing, I use that card. Got you, got you. So you have you used any credit cards at all up to this point or not? Yeah, so um, what I did was when I started succeeding, I was like, if, if I could spend um, credit cards, like credit card money on Facebook ads and get cashback rewards or like points, airlines, whatever it is, I can at least get a nicer return, right? So what I did was... I added myself as an authorized user on my mom's card, right? Because right now I'm still 16. I can't have like a credit, um, like my own credit. So she added me as an authorized user um, to like the business because the business is under her name since I'm still under 18. So now we have like a cashback card. Um, every 1000 I spend, I get $10 back. Okay. So it's pretty dope. 
Ah, so and and but, you know, a lot of people, they'll use a credit card because you're using it to get the points and rewards. But yeah. like I said, a lot of people end up uh, no. not sticking to it. How, how are you able to stay disciplined in terms of what you're spending, what you're using your credit card for versus your debit card? Um, mainly what I, a lot of the, a lot of it is when you're pouring money into Facebook ads and you're seeing that $500, every time you put 500, you're making back 1500. You're going to want to keep doing that. You're going to want to put a thousand to make back 3000, right? That's the return. So why would I go buy a $500 Gucci wallet? Like I have one now, but, um, at the the beginning stages, why would I spend a $500 on a Gucci wallet? When I can spend it and get fifteen hundred dollars back, then I can buy three Gucci wallets. <laughs> right? right. So, yeah, it gets addictive. That gets addictive because it's like you keep winning. So with the Facebook ads, what? So is your is your return on it usually three x? Then it sounds like. I tried to at least get over two point five. Yeah. Um, and then how much do you at, at minimum? So if you put in five hundred, you, you expect to get about at least fifteen hundred back. Yeah, like minimum twelve hundred minimum. Um, and then is there a certain amount that you have to put in to see a return? So say like you put a hundred dollars into Facebook ads, uh, was that not enough to see three hundred dollars come back, or do you? No. So how it works is I usually when I'm testing a product to see if it works, I spend twenty one dollars. I divide it uh, seven ad sets at three dollar budgets. Whichever ones work, I duplicate them five times. Right. Then I'll have five ad sets of that one really good one. And at least three of those five ad sets will work just as good as the original. So I'll cut two off. Then you just keep duplicating that, keep increasing budgets. There's so many scaling methods to do. Oh, so you you're, you run initially five different ads. Seven. S- seven? Seven at $3, which is $21. Oh. Ah, seven at three. Okay, got you, got you. That makes sense. Um. Wow. And I can't believe 16. You're learning so much. Do you have a network of because you said you had a mentor? Mm-hmm. Usually people then try to build up a network. Do you have a network in Toronto of people that you discuss uh, business things with or are you pretty much solo now and figuring it out? You know, I have a few partners. I have a partner on like one e-com store. I have another partner with this one program that we had for like consulting that went well too. I just have different partners, but it's not like one person has 50 50 with me on everything. It's not really like that. It's different projects, right? Yeah. Right on Nino, man, this was so informative. Is there, is there anything else that, uh, that we need to cover that, that we haven't talked about? Um, uh, and let me ask you this cause I, you know, I follow you on Instagram. How how are you? How do you define success for yourself? Success, success is reaching. Oh, this is really good. Success is reaching your full potential, being able to reach your full potential, achieving your highest goals, stuff that you wouldn't think would be possible. So, so it's going above your your possibility outside of your realm. Yeah, um, absolutely, your full potential. Do you? Are there days where you don't feel successful or or do you do you feel successful at all times? I celebrate my losses, too. Right. That's something people need to practice. Well, can you explain that to me? Yeah. So say if I, I, I come across a day where 
um, my my product that been that's been selling it gets saturated, dies out, and I and I wake up to like I spend 50 bucks and uh, my profit is like low. Like let's say I spend 50 bucks and I get 20 dollars worth of sales. That means I'm negative, right? I don't I don't get sad about that. I celebrate it just because you have to in order to celebrate your wins you have to know what it feels like to celebrate your losses, right? So um, what I do then is I can. Like I celebrate it, I do. I play basketball with my friends, just enjoy the day, whatever. Get some ice cream, then move on. I test other products, find the next trending product that will help me boom more. Wow, um, th- that's interesting because you know, and it's probably partly because you're 16, where you know most adults are are celebrating their losses by going to a bar. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I mean, you know, I say most, but some adults celebrate their loss by going to a bar, um, and then some by working out and and uh, and you know, getting into their bodies and figuring out. But most people don't even think to celebrate their loss. Like I've never thought about celebrating my loss. I have had the mentality of celebrating just getting something done. I've done that. You know, it's like. You know, if I, uh, if you write a book, maybe it doesn't sell, but you just celebrating the fact that you wrote a book mm-hmm. or you celebrating the fact that you just started a business. But you're saying like, hey, um, if if you had a rough day, just celebrate the day like, hey, it was you're rough. Alive. You're still alive. You're still healthy. Even, um, you know, for people in uh, in relationships is like you get into an argument you know, is I, I don't necessarily I'm not saying celebrate the argument, but, you know, to look back at it and realize how ridiculous whatever it is you're upset about, whether it's a thermostat or what school your kids are going to go to uh, mm-hmm. or what have you. It's like just acknowledge the fact that, you know, you got into an argument and it's not a big deal. It's not the end of the world. Right. Exactly. Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that concept from? Celebrate your losses. Um, one of the, one of the entrepreneurs I follow, his name is Manny Koshpin. Yeah. He's like a big shot in like, um, real estate, like almost a billion dollars invested into real estate. And it was one of the things he said is like, if you don't know how to celebrate your losses, you won't know how to celebrate your wins. Wow. And did he give other examples of ways people celebrate their losses? Like I didn't really give examples. He just said that once one day he lost like $5 million dollars. And like a scam that he got into, uh, something like that. And uh, he went on vacation the next day with his wife, smoking a cigar, just enjoying it. Yeah. Just, just cause, right? Um, at sixteen, turning seventeen, being an entrepreneur, you have a girlfriend, you have a business, uh, you're helping support the family. What What's the dark side of where you are right now? What's the shadow side? Dark side. What do you mean by dark side? Meaning like not maybe dark side is not the not the word, but um what's what's the what's the, the biggest challenge for you internally and externally right Time now? Management. Say it again. Time management. Can you talk more about that? You you gotta you kinda have to plan out your day before the day begins. So what I do every night is I write down my schedule for the next day, the next morning. I wake up, have breakfast, whatever, go to the gym, um, have dinner at this time. Because if, if one of those things fall apart, then the rest of your day falls apart too. 
Now, that is something um, I, I just started doing also. My buddy was telling me, he said, you know, write down your day, schedule it, plan it. Because uh, even if you don't achieve all those things, you will have gotten most of it done. And then, right. And I think a lot of people don't think to plan their day because they think, oh, uh, well, I'm not going to get any of it done. And it's not about getting all of it done. It's about it, the, the, the intention and getting some of it done, you know, because that feels just as good. Yep, yep, it does. Um, all right, I keep saying this, Nino. Is there anything else that we haven't covered, man? I, I see you got some childhood photos in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I mean, you were wearing a suit at a young age already. I see you in the in the vest and tie. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> um, where can people find you? I know you mentioned your Instagram. Can you repeat all that information one more time? Yeah, so my Instagram is Ninos Official. So that's N I N O S S Official. And my YouTube is Ninos Shamos. So N I N O S S H A M O. Fantastic. Nino, I always, and I know you're 16. And so I want the listeners to keep that in consideration. But this is, like I said, it's a mental health podcast. And I feel like, uh, you know, uh, money is one of those things that can spin people uh, out of control. I always feel like there's someone listening who may be on the cusp of completing suicide. What would you say to that person before you kill yourself? Yeah. Before you kill yourself? Um, do you have followers that are, like, religious? Or are they, like... It, it whatever 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 your perspective is it, it, it you know it doesn't matter however you you know whatever your response is yeah so before you kill yourself think twice before you make an action because i mean you can't really regret killing yourself but whatever problem you're going through there there's a solution for it right whether it's health right there's medicine right whether that's Financial problems. There's always there's always a solution to every problem. And I mean, look, look at the brighter side. Look through the tunnel, because there's always another side to that tunnel, right? If you're at rock bottom, there's no way you're going lower. So the people who are at rock bottom actually have an advantage because there's no way they're going down, right? Because they're already at the worst. So don't do it. Wow, I, you know, I, I like that idea of like if you're at rock bottom, you're at an advantage because you can't go any lower. Yeah, and, and the, the fact that you recognize you're at rock bottom uh, means you're still alive, you're still here, and exactly. we, we can bounce back up. I love that. Nino, this was great. It was so valuable. I learned so much. I took a lot of notes, um, and uh, I, I look forward to uh, tracking your progress on, uh, on Instagram. Uh, the listeners, once again, I want to reiterate that this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get uh, actual therapy or calling the 1-800-SUICIDE number or talking to someone. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you also for sharing the podcast. We will talk to you soon. Be well. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Nino.